have a conversation where it's you know, you're just like, hey, you're relying on me too much for this. And it's going to sound yeah. ridiculous because it's like, you're my best friend. What the fuck are you, like, you're supposed to do yeah. that. Like, you're supposed to be there for your friends. Welcome back to another episode of Almost Cool. Jordan over here. There's Marty. How you doing today, buddy? I'm over here. I swear, man. I'm doing great. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. Dude, it's been a hell of a week. Lots of just random things popping up into the old schedule. Yep. Um, not ready for most of it, but yeah. We're making it happen. We're making yeah. it happen. Yeah, you got to roll with the punches when you can, you know? <laughs> how, was, uh, how was your St. Louis trip? Tell me all about it. Um, dude, it was great. We, uh, I haven't, I, I don't know if it was, when I think about it, so it sounds really messed up when I say it like this, but it was the first wedding where I cared about the people getting married in the sense where I had like <laughs> an emotional connection with these people. I like super yeah. respect their relationship. They're really great friends of mine. Uh, I lived with both of them for like just a little while, uh, like post-college for a second. And they were amazing, just great people. Um, this was like the first one I, I know it sounds weird. It's the first one I like was emotionally connected to in such a way where I was, I went in there and I was Bailey. I was with Bailey. Um, and she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna cry my my eyes out in this whole <laughs> wedding." And I was like, "And I'm like, no, I'm uh, I'm not gonna cry. Like weddings tough. don't get me. I like they tough. don't do that." And we sit down, and as soon as like the wedding starts, I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, this is real." Like, <laughs> oh god, it was it was so cool though. They they were at the St. Louis Zoo for their wedding. Oh, dude. And, yeah, I love it over there. Oh, it's amazing. And it was beautiful. Like, it, it sounds like when I, we first heard about it, like, being at the zoo, we were like, oh, my God, are they getting married, like, in front of the penguins? Like, we were, like, just making a bunch of jokes about it. But it, it was beautiful. They're all and, dressed uh, up already. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They're already in their tuxes. <laughs> They're already uh, in their tuxes. But they were, it, the cutest thing happened when – so everything got real silent when they were doing their vows. And right when they were doing their vows, the lions started roaring in the background. Like, like, so he's like, he's just like confessing all these like beautiful words to, to Alex and Patty's just like, you know, tearing up. But then you hear like, in the background of these lions and it actually like added, I was like, oh my God, it felt we were at Disney World for a second, you know, like I was like, oh, this is magical. This is so magical. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, I'm glad you had a good time. Oh, I, it was so I fun. I love it out there. I love it out there. You, look, I'm like looking at all your Snapchats. I'm like, this boy's. You went to like when you were at, like, I think, the city museum. Yes, sir. You're like going down the slide. I was just like, oh my god, that's yeah, so much fun over there. It was. It was like it's a <laughs> yeah. The city museum in St. Louis is like a playground for adults. I mean, yeah, kids man. go there too, but like I was, I was hey, fuck them kids. Yeah, yeah. fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, Tommy. It's my really, turn on this slide. It's my turn. <laughs> I swear. No, I really. I haven't been down like a like a slide in a long time. And in the city museum, they have a seven story slide. Like that goes through the whole warehouse that it's in, oh, yeah. and you just go top to bottom. And I wrote it several times. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun, so fun. That building is a uh, architecturally amazing. Like every like little nick and cranny has something in it, and mm -hmm. we we spent hours there, and we didn't like we said we saw everything, but like didn't you know really like get to experience everything. experience yeah. every single thing in there. Yeah. But it, oh man, it it's was huge, so cool. Man. It's, huge. it's huge. It's huge. And well, they still had the uh, not like it, it was like open, like people weren't wearing masks and stuff, but they had mm -hmm. like capacity. Um, Things so we we had like a time frame that we were there from and it was actually mm -hmm. I, I really liked that because it wasn't like we we weren't standing in line for a bunch of stuff like we maybe like yeah. five minutes anytime we were waiting and it was like oh, oh. this is nice like we weren't yeah. shoulder to shoulder with anybody it's like yeah. that's the way to do like that museum because the first it, time I went um, I've been a couple of different times but the first time I went on like a Thursday morning or something and we got there like right after a field trip and so like all these these like three or four school buses of kids just left and i was like hell yeah like no line for anything i had a blast i had a blast over there mm -hmm. it's a fun yeah time. no i could i could definitely <laughs> like if i had to if it, we walked in there and it was super packed i don't think it would have been as fun just because like i don't know like you know no you just like exactly. walk up and you do whatever you want and it's like you don't have to wait that long 
It was great. It was great. I love it. I love it. Yeah, how well, was your weekend, man? Yeah, dude. you it, like popped up some weird things in your schedule. Yeah, man. Um, I had to help some good friends randomly move yesterday morning. Um, you know, like a bunch of just nonsense going on with their landlord, and then who also owns the Airbnb they were staying at, and so I had to. It woke me up at like eight o'clock in the morning, be like, "Hey, can you help us move?" And I just said, hey, "Yeah, it's fine." Like just still snoring, kind of in the middle of it. Um, hung out with my brother and my nephews yesterday. Had a really good time. Um, other than that, it's just pretty, pretty chill. Fourth of July, had an okay time. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. I was extremely tired because I had like two hours of sleep the night before. Yep. Uh, from the third of July festivities and. Um, yeah, just, you know, nothing wild, nothing too yeah. crazy, nothing yeah. too crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was so <laughs> cool like the for, this 4th of July. I mean, I was I was traveling back from St. Louis on Sunday. Um, so it it felt like I was like, "Oh, when I get home, I'm not going to celebrate tonight, you know, I've just I've been yeah. away all weekend. I'm just going to I got work tomorrow, whatever." And I ended up getting home and our next-door neighbors were throwing a little shindig. Hell yeah. And yeah, I like right when I walked home, I like unpacked in my thing. Like an hour later, uh, my roommate Graham was like, "Hey, we're going. I'm going over to this party. You want to like, you know, you just want to say, say hey and drop by." I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm tired, but I'll go yeah. say hey." I, you know, and then we ended up being like there till like all night, and we played. I ended up playing spades at the end of the night. No, like I get so competitive, <laughs> bruh. Same man, uh, bruh. it got real. <laughs> like I think two weeks ago, I went over to my grandma's house and. Oh, when my grandma hears that we're going to play spades, oh, dude, it's just a different side of her. She gets ultra competitive. She talks so much shit. <laughs> it's yep. hilarious. Yep. Exactly. It's like it's an alter, uh, alter personality because of like, your alter ego, and you're like, all right, all y'all fuckers are going down. <laughs> that was the game. I learned that in middle school. And in middle school, kids were playing dice in my school. I remember like them being outside, like yeah. just. I was like, what the hell are we? Who are we? And then I, that's how I learned how to play spades. And, yeah, uh, man. Within, but then we were playing in high school. It got so competitive. Like it was like there was like you know we didn't bet any money or anything, but yeah. we would get mad if we like, <laughs> were like if things were if you had a bad partner and, and you were like nope I'm not uh, playing with you anymore. Like get out of here. <laughs> Doing doubles and spades. Oh my god, man, that's a whole new level of stress. Um, yeah. Do you I'm, wait? You, only, you I, don't play I pre- doubles and spades? No, I do, and that's the thing. Like oh, I okay. pre- personally, like I do so much better when it's just me. Because I know the little tricks of the trade. I can make myself lose all day. I can, you know, stack yeah, up yeah, against yeah. you to put you out. Like, I love getting mischievous with people when it's yep. just me and the inner mechanisms of my mind just firing one after another. But with mm. another person, oh, my God. It's, except when I play with my brother. My brother, he and I have some pretty good synergy, you know? <laughs> like, we yeah. can just, like, we can kind of look at each other and be like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool, it's cool, like cool. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you know how to play, you know the strategies. So when if you have a really good partner, if you're throwing down certain cards, they like read why you're doing that mm-hmm. while you're doing that, and then you know you can't like talk across the table, can't do anything, but you just yeah. like in your head, you're like, please know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. <Please know."> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, so today, um, today's topic comes from our buddy Piper. Shout out Chris Piper, you're a fucking real one. Um, I was looking through like our Instagram messages from like a little poll that we did um, a few weeks back, and he suggested codependency and friendships. And I was like, oh man, that's actually like that's a solid one. That's yep. a solid one. That's a juicy topic. That <laughs> is a, a juicy, juicy topic. Juicy topic. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and I thought that was so great. So I was like, I, we originally had like a little, not a full you know, not a fully backed plan to talk about um, another topic. But after I reread that, I was like, oh, yeah, actually, this one, I think this is a good one. This is a good one. It is a so, good one. Um, I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. I, like, just to jump off, like, I haven't really, I don't feel like I've ever been incredibly codependent with anybody, any of my friends, um, except Kenny back in high school when I was going through my little awkward turtle phase, you know? Yeah. Um, I needed him to function in social interactions, but after the, like after I got the tricks of the trade, I was like, okay, like I don't really like require to be around everyone. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't need anybody to really shine or to handle my own insecurities. Yeah. 
Um, oh, but I've seen some other people, and <laughs> you know, nothing bad on y'all, yeah. but like, oh my god, I've seen some bad stuff, man. Just like to the point where it's affected relationships, to the point where like my own personal relationships. But oh yeah, yeah. Give me a give me a couple quick thoughts. What do you what do you think about it? I know you said you had a lot written down on it already. Yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> something I've thought about like before um, because I I'm definitely out of that phase of my life now. And moving to Philly really helped me with that. It it was within the past like I'm gonna say decade like of my life, like from like being 15 years old to now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I, I was like, I didn't know what that's, it was that, that's what it was called. I didn't know, like, putting stress on friends and, like, friendships were necessarily right. a bad thing at the time. Um, but I, like, grinning here in, in, like, Philly and settling down and I'm kind of on my own, I'm realizing that, you know, you when you, when I sit back, there's a piece to being like, yeah, I'm alone. Like, yeah, I'm alone, yeah. but I'm not alone. Like, uh, I'm hanging out with people. But my dependent, like, with friendships, I got... I started making a bunch of friends in high school and a bunch of friends in college. And when I got to college, I Kentucky was such a unique place where I was like an indie kid in yeah. the middle of Bumtuck, Kentucky. And like the culture clash of that was a little weird, but I found a group of people I could play music with and like we we were like all we all like the same stuff and it was mm-hmm. it felt like this anomaly. And so I gra- I like gravitated to those people and then those people became like I saw I lived with them and mm-hmm. I saw them every day and we were hanging out every day and I didn't even realize how dependent I was on their friendships until I don't know like I would leave to go hang out with other groups mm-hmm. uh friends and then like halfway through that I'd be like oh, I'm not really having a good time or not as a good time as I thought, and I would just much yeah. rather be home with my friends right now. Like, and, but like when I said that, it's like really demeaning because it's now I'm looking at it like, oh, I'd rather be home with my friends. I was like, well, aren't you hanging out with friends right now? Like, you know, and I, it's like it was yeah, actually a exactly. backhanded like statement, and I <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, I was like, damn. But uh, I I don't know if it's like a I don't know if it's a I don't know if it was a necessarily a, a strong need. I don't know how to describe it. Was um. Like, I just didn't feel, I guess, as connected to myself and the world around me unless the people around me that I was, like, becoming friends with were also around. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. if I didn't have – if I didn't see my friends every day, I'd be, like – like, insecurity start to set in and be, like, oh, we're not as good as friends as I thought we were or are we, like – are we not – are we, you know, it's like, oh, are you trying to take a break from me? Like, what's, why are you, are we, are we distant or on this is on yeah. purpose? But a lot of that stuff was just the way the world flows. Like, it was, yeah. oh, like when we were in school, I, I, my, we would have a finals week or something. We would all be going studying and like we would all be all different places because you all had different majors and we wouldn't see each other for like two weeks. And yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm like, I'm, I'm fiending for this time that we always shared together and always hung out. And <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, I just I just felt like the need to be around all these people all yeah. the time for some yeah. reason. And then like especially I started working as a, a geologist and I travel a lot and I would just it would miss and like I would get homesick but not in the same not in being like oh I just miss my friends. I was like no, I think I'm too dependent on them where like I can't I feel like I'm not Martin if they're not around. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm working, I'm doing my thing, I'm surviving, but I'm just I'm this like <laughs> I'm not at Martin right now, you know? I I come home and then I could be like, "Oh, okay, I'm around all these people again." Yeah. I depended on them way too much for my own joy and like happiness that I was mm-hmm. like seeking in the world instead of being like, "Oh, I'm a happy, joyful person and I know it makes me happy." And then these people add to it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, have you ever have you ever to like to like had that one friend. I mean, I guess I guess when you're awkward turtle, like you just like <laughs> phase. You didn't. It was like if he wasn't around, you just. I don't know if did you feel like oh shit, like I have no idea what to do or like I'm not a not like, this won't work or you if, know it it happened. So if I was around people like by myself, if I was around people that were kind of on my same wavelength of social interaction achievement. Mm-hmm. Then I was totally fine because I'm like I I was well aware that everyone else felt a little awkward, so I took solace in that. <laughs> um, and so I was able to like kind of lead myself through it. But if I was around a bunch of just charismatic, really just out of the box, just hey, let's have like 
unashamed of anything they say that might come off as stupid, then I I would feel very intimidated and I wouldn't know how to handle that situation. Um, that's gotten way better over the t- over time, like to a point now where um, I feel like I can be way more of myself when it's just when it's just me. Yeah. Like now, I feel the closest thing to codependency I feel now is that if I'm hanging out with a certain group, then we kind of have this like-minded vision of how this group is and what we do that I kind of have to shape myself. I have to put on that group's hat for the day, and then that's the version of myself that comes out. But when it's just me and I meet new people now, I can take those chances without kind of, you know, thinking. Without the same repercussions. Yeah, without the same things happening. Um, Dude, I'm... (laughs) And so I, I feel like I grew out of that pretty fast once I got a handle on it. Just because I was really self-aware about it. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I, I don't want to be this kind of person that just... I have to leech off of a couple of friends in order to survive in the world. That yeah. was always something I was hyper-aware of um, in myself. That's like, okay, I want this stuff. Like, I have to get better at this stuff. That's only going to happen if I, you know, jump off. You know, I, I can't yeah. I can't survive like this forever but i've had some friends man like who so and not even friends really i've had some girlfriends two in particular i feel that like we're so you know like the really clingy and maybe clingy is not the right word but like the codependent girlfriend right the yeah. one that, I mean, can't, that i think can't if you go do too anything far, yeah it yeah it's clingy you know you yeah. can be codependent but without being clingy, you yeah. know, especially yeah. like this is a uh, this is a great way to look at it. Like I, uh, I love living with my best friends, and I didn't come to this realization until like honestly until uh, I lived on my own for a little while in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Um, of like, it's weird. Like with living with your best friends, you have every sense of the word as like a romantic relationship, just without the physical intimacy. So right. like, I got home. And I said, hey, to all my best friends, we would all hang out. We would exist in the same house. We'd hang out, and then we all go to bed. And then it would just be, like, the same routine, you right. know, with somewhat, ever, you know, fluctuations, whatever. But it was, like, that same routine. It's just, like, getting home to your wife and kids every day after mm-hmm. work. You just, like, start depending on that situation, and the, you feel so comfortable that you know you're going home to that. And right. it's like, and this happens within married couples, too. I just don't, I don't have any experience with that. Um, but it, it's like this thing where when I moved out and I started coming home to like an empty place, I realized how dependent I was starting to be on my <laughs> friends and how comfortable I was in that environment, how that yeah. situation where then, yeah, I was always like, like be, I didn't want to be home alone. So I would text my friends like, Hey, are you guys home? Like, and then I would just leave. And I ended up never be, being at my place, you know, unless yeah. I was sleeping or eating or like relaxing or, you know, just like having personal times, but it, personal time didn't last that long. So it was right. like, Oh I don't know. I get to that point where I was starting to be like a a clingy friend without the I don't and I didn't ever expected my friends to like humor me in this, so I never put mm-hmm. pressure on them of like, "Oh, you don't hang out with me enough," like blah blah blah, but I I did like rely on that being the comfortability that I needed in my life. So I, I just right. always would leave and go to their place and hang out and then we would do the same thing and then I would just be like, "All right, I'm just I'm just sleeping a different place than you guys do now." Like it was yeah. the same routine, I just sleep somewhere else. <laughs> and <laughs> and I and that was like a little bit of like, you know, we talked about loneliness and things. There was a lot of stuff with mm-hmm. that that came up. Um but it was like, I no, I was like, "No, I'm depending on my friends." too much in this scenario like they're they're like they're being my husbands and wives without you know really like being them you know what i mean like i'm putting them to a too much of a pedestal of like they give me joy they give me happiness they they make me comfortable in every day and then it was taken away yeah it's like without them i won't have those things yeah and it's it's like uh it's like and then move into a new city i was like oh if my roommates aren't Available to hang out for all working or something. What am I gonna do? Like I'm, I'm bored. Like I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm, I started doing that thing where I, oh, I am depending on my friends way too much to like fulfill my happiness or like make me, mm-hmm. you know, feel like I had a good day or something like that. And it got, I don't know, it got a little out of control uh, because, like you were saying, you like kind of if you get too overbearing as a friend, it starts, it makes the other person being like, why? Are, we're just friends, man. Like why are we? 
why are we having this fight of like you know we hang out all the time Dude. you know we like yeah. you know I'm here for you you know this and like you just start getting anxious and that other co- the person that's in my like the shoes of um like being attacked I guess in this scenario like if like imagine you were being like if I came to you and I was like we don't hang out enough we don't talk enough like uh, we used to hang out all the time and like you're like I don't like in your opinion like until uh, that moment probably is like things haven't changed like we're still this person yeah we don't yeah. see each other like very often but nothing's changed I still love you I'm still there for you I'm still like <laughs> and then you yeah. just forget those things it's almost like forgetting how grateful you are and you don't really like you're just like oh you're so living in the now in the moment like you're sad in the moment but not like you know the big picture isn't there and it's like oh yeah. I have to re- I always have to remind myself sometimes when it's like, hey, people, other people shouldn't make you happy. And in in like in the form of you're, if you're looking for happiness, you should be able to do it yourself before you seek it out like with other people. But I was just on the total right. opposite page. I wasn't happy until I got into those situations or I wasn't, I was always bored until I was around those friends again. And yeah. And like, you know, it just, it got too to codependent where I didn't even realize how much I depended on them. And, and it's like, then mm-hmm. they kind of were like, I don't know, like uh, some realizations where we all were in the same boat, like it, when multiple friends are now, like well, I lived with three other people or four other people in Lexington, and we all had that same mindset of like, we're always yeah. coming home to each other, we're all doing this. And then uh, I was th- I was thinking that that was making me happy. And then a, another friend of mine would be like, hey, you know, like, are you mad at me? And I'm like, no, why are we, why are why why do you think I'm mad at you? And they're just like, oh, well, you have been this way. It's making me anxious. Then, like, did I do something? I'm like, oh, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And then, I don't know, like, I everyone's in this mindset where I'm stuck in my head thinking things are going, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe. Like, I'm just, uh, like, I'm, I have my own anxieties about the friendships, but it's different from theirs. And so when they, re- when they relay their anxieties, it's just a different type of codependency that I just, like, yeah. had to realize. And I was like, oh, this is what you need from this friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think you're depending on me to fulfill that role a little too much. Yeah. And it's like, I'm here for it. I love it. I want to be there for you. And I, I like, I... I'm here. I don't know how to describe, like, tell people that you're there for it because it sounds like ingenuine sometimes. You're yeah. like, no, man, like, I'm just, I'm here. I swear to God, I just yeah. can't be here right now. And some people, uh, including me, like, that would get in, in our heads. And then it would be like, oh, what's going on? Our friendship's weird now. It's like, no, it's not weird. It's just like, we're dependent, we depended on each other way too much. So when things yeah. came up and we had to like handle things, like it's like when family issues came up, I never brought, like I would relay them and express how I feel, but I would never like include my best friends or anything into my family issues yeah. or situations just because that's not, they don't know them. That's they don't, not the place, yeah. they're not going to be emotionally invested, unless, you yeah. know, unless it's through the uh, lens of me, you know, caring about me. And I'm just exactly. like, oh, like, so I don't know. It was like, when I couldn't fulfill that role for someone else and I had to handle an issue like somewhere else. And, and this goes both ways. Cause I'm, I'm the same way when a friend of mine had to leave and like mentally leave, you know, not physically mentally leave uh, us hanging out for a little while to handle some stuff that they were dealing with. It made me like, Oh man, I'm dependent on that person for my friendship. Now they're doing their own thing. Now I don't know what to do. And now I'm like anxious that they're not going to, either like be friends with me or not be as like we're not as good as friends and it's just like right. oh, it's all this like those false accusations you make against yourselves and against other people and it, it builds up and builds up and builds up and then you're and then it, like i don't know you have that i had that realization of being like oh no like this isn't like these are my day ones but i'm relying on them way too way much too much way for too much. everything that's going on that happened to me so Again, like once I was comfortable enough to kind of be my own person away from from my friends, like I took a drastic step in basically I saw myself as like, oh dude, like you're way you're way too dependent on these people to bring out any sort of version of yourself. Like you can't do this now genuinely without or you can't do that genuinely. Genuinely, I can't talk. <laughs> if you're relying on on these people to bring it out of you, like this is something you need to do by yourself. Yep. I took like a big just misstep, honestly, like really bad decision on my part. Um, where I 
I'm not saying I cut everybody off, but like I distanced myself so far away from everyone once I got comfortable with myself just so I can focus on like reassuring myself that I could do it by myself. You know what I For mean? For sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that affected like quite a few of my friendships where they never they never saw me as this codependent, clingy, like I need you type of person. Yeah. But that's the way I viewed myself after a while. And so when I took a step back and just either didn't pick up the phone when they called or like ignored a text for like two weeks or like did whatever, like oh man, that shook a lot of <laughs> a lot of foundations, bro. Earthquake. Like dude, yeah. for real. For real. Like prime example it was it was Kenny and I where once that summer, like after um, high school and I was about to move to Lexington, I was like, I'm about to go meet so many other like new people. Like I need to learn how to do this by myself. Like it's going to be just me out there. That's, uh, yep. You know, but yeah, me and coach, I'm, like, it's just going to be me. Like I don't have these people to rely on anymore. They can't talk me up. I have to learn how to talk myself up. Yep. And it's like halfway through the summer that I basically just, I just put my phone, turned my phone off and didn't pick it up to anybody. I didn't invite anybody out. I didn't ask anybody if they were doing anything. And Kenny and I, we had like a low key falling out of just, oh, we don't really see in each other anymore. We don't talk nearly as much as we used to, all this Mm -hmm. stuff, you know. Like, there was a point where I almost lost this man as a friend. Like, we were just, we were just the old buddies, you know, category of 100%. Yep. And, after a, that went on for like two years, I think, man, that went like we'd still talk, you know, like once every like six, five, six months, just to like, hey, man, what's up? Oh, I can't wait to see you yeah, for like, you a exist. day. I yeah, exist. it's like, like it's like, hey, I'll be in town for two weeks. Let's hang out once. Like, you know, that was like, that was the extent of our friendship for a hot little minute, and then, mm-hmm. and then I moved back for real, and then I was like, what am I doing? Like, this was like. My great, I mean, I've known this kid since I was nine years old. Like, I, I want this person to be around. And so, you know, we had a lot or a few talks of, of what happened. And I expressed, I was like, oh man, I felt like I was just, just leeching off of your enthusiasm for, for social situations. That's not exactly how I said it, but that's, you yeah, know, yeah, you know, layman's terms. Like, I've, I told him about all my insecurities. And, and then now it's like, I feel closer to him than, you know, I've felt in years. And it's great. It's great, you know? Yep. Like, he lives like, right around the corner from me now. Again, you know, yep. we live in a whole, like, <laughs> different city from where we grew up. But he's still right there. And I don't know. I don't know. I've, yeah. It's like coming around. Like, I think it's important to realize when you are, if you're diving too deep into a person for you, Yep. Because you feel like you can't survive without them. Mm-hmm. And I think it is fair. And I think it is good to have to, to distance yourself every once in a while. Just to really just like, if, how, how are you, how can you be as good of a friend as you possibly can if you don't even know who you are, right? You don't even know what you can do. Well, you don't know the value that you bring into this friendship, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like you need those, those times apart to really secure your own feelings about what you bring to the table. But at the same time, it's like, I can't completely distance myself forever, you know? Like, yeah. Cause then you're going to step into the like realm of loneliness and yeah. Like, and then okay, you're just then you're by yourself have anybody. Yeah. And then you're going to fall into a pit and be like, none of my friends talk to me anymore. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you cut the phone line. Like, what, yeah. you know, like, like, yeah, you just you like overstepped it a little. Like it's a healthy thing to do for sure, but sometimes you yeah. get over like you just overstep it. And I, but I, I don't know. Like it's a, uh, it's it's this thing too where I think when you get really comfortable in a friendship and you don't even realize like like uh, this is a per- prime example. Like back in Lexington, uh, I think we talked about a little about this where. Mm-hmm. You you have you start forming a friend. They they you guys have a lot in common, and you start hanging out a lot. And you guys start to share and be vulnerable with each other. They actually start to know you. You start to know them. You feel like you're like, oh, that's a really good friend of mine now. You start to mm-hmm. share things, and then it turns into and this. And I've had experience where instead of like they would come to me if they had an issue, and it would be like once 
once a month. I don't I don't know how to quantify it, but this is I'm just gonna yeah. like put it to terms. Like that just like once a month they'll bring up the hey I'm dealing with this. Is it cool? And you're like yeah yeah like I'm here for it. Let's talk about it. Like we're you know let's grow with each other. Like change mm-hmm. perceptions and like let's get you let's get this under wraps. And then as you as it as time goes on, it starts to be like instead of once a month now it's every once every two weeks mm-hmm. and then it's turned into once every week and then it's turned into like once a day and then it's turned into every time every, you hang out exactly. and then now you're now like because i was there for that person and i really care about them they're it's like they're subconsciously taking advantage of that without even mm-hmm. realizing cuz it's yeah. it's not detrimental to me like it's it's not something i think that they're actively doing and like actively being like i just think they go oh martin can talk to me and like he knows all these feelings i'm having yeah. he understands them so they feel comfortable but it turns into every time you hang out they start relaying all this negative emotion on you about just like simple stuff like about their day and like yeah. about like their you know what's going on i'm like you don't have problem i mean you have problems every day but you sh- like this is not like we 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 used to play music together and now I, we all you do is come to me and talk about this prop like all your problems yeah. that you're having and now you're being too emotionally invested in our friendship for like now I'm not your friend, I'm your therapist, and, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, we don't hang out anymore. All you do is come and, like, you think we're hanging out because I'm there, we're talking, and we're, you know, yeah. just chilling. And But it's, like, where's the fun? Like, it just, it just lost fun for me. And on this side, yeah. for me, it's, like, I lost fun. I lost the excitement. It was, like, oh, we can – I remember when we used to, like, chug beers together in college, and we would be, like, great. we were great friends. We Like, we didn't even think about t- those – specific emotional times we had each other and now mm-hmm. it's like I, that's all i can think about is because every time we hang out you're just spilling your guts to me every time and it's like it's exhausting it's like there's not a friendship there anymore like you're I'm yeah. just like i'm just like your composite bin I'm for your guy. yeah like you know taking all your emotions and then handling it and then that's creating i created the dependency a little bit because i could have been like hey man like before it got to that point i could have been like hey like it's you just want to like a, a let's nip this much, in the yeah. butt like you you've been negative like really a lot recently let's not let's not do that today let's just go like let's go fishing let's go like paint something let's just do something different let's just have a a day where we have fun like don't even Mm -hmm. think about it and but it's like a it's but then i you know i was a little self-conscious because like you don't want to tell somebody not to share their feelings especially if you care about them you know if they're hurting and they're they're in a situation where they need a vent it's like i'm here for you i'm your friend i want you to do that but if it's every time we hang out every time we sit down every time we like do that i'm like it's exhausting and then it's like it makes me not even think that like we're friends anymore because we can't even have a conversation we can't even laugh together we can't even do this and this sounds really like it sounds really dramatic but it happens subconsciously where i think it it grows to that point and then me what i did is like start to remove myself and like mm-hmm. start to be like distance myself from that person cuz like, all they did was talk to me about their problems they're being yeah. so emotionally dependent on me and i just can't handle that and but i also recharge your own batteries and i need to recharge my own batteries but then it's like and then it, it like it oh god it cuz it got so annoying because then every time that person texted me or sent me something on instagram i didn't even like, before even looking at the message i'm like like what are they gonna say now or like what yeah. are they gonna do now like what are they bringing up it's now like, I'm, I'm dreading opening this <laughs> yeah and like it <laughs> makes me dread and it's like yeah. i wish we never got to that point and it's like i don't wish we weren't friends i don't i don't wish that on you like i love you man like, like you know i love our situation i remember i remember the way we acted i remember what we did i like want to channel that again but um and but it's the conversation of telling someone that they're too to codependent is is really hard. It's like it's it's just saying, "Hey, you're relying on me too much for your feelings." And I and it just but that hurts. Like that is just a hurtful statement because then you feel yeah. like, "What do you mean I'm being like to you can I can't talk to you anymore." And it's like I it know. turns into like an attack on you, back back on you and you're like, "Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa." So with that, I I, uh, I had to I did, but I was doing the same thing. So I I had personal experience and like that experience is real. But I was doing the same thing to mm-hmm. other people. Like anytime I would go hang out with them, I would just like relay all this stuff, and I'm sure they felt the same way of being yeah. like Martin. Like, what's going on, man? Like we we used to have so much fun together, and now all we do is like sit and complain. Like, <laughs> like uh, just like you- God damn, you're so right. Like someone called me out. Like one of my best friends called me out. I was like, oh my god, I'm just being a negative Nancy. You're so right. Like, why am I? 
every time we hang out, it's not this ma- like magical moment where we're going to like make all these amends on our problems. It's like, yeah, sometimes we can just have a beer and talk about sports. It's cool. Like, <laughs> is it? Here's a question. Here's a question. Is it codependency? Really? If they're both relying on each other, like equal amounts? Is it codependency to them or just from the outside looking in? Like, I distinctly remember going to school with two people who literally did everything together. Everything. Like, they went, you know, after high school, they went to the same college. They took the same classes. had pretty much the same schedule all throughout. Lived together. Like, when they, you know, like, for the last 10, 15 years, everything they've done has been together. And yeah. they're completely happy about it. Like, that's just... That's, yeah. that's what it is. It's like this constant flowing of their own emotions just kind of being mixed and it just transfers from person to person over time. It's like, yeah. oh, today's your day to take it on. Oh, today's your day to take it on. Like, it's just... Yeah, that, no. It's, is that just great friendship? That's just great friendship. That's or just... Because, like, <laughs> like, there's a negative... There's a negative connotation when you say codependency. Like, there's like, oh, yeah. you're relying on everything too much. But if you're in a healthy codependent relationship... 100% you're there for each other when you both need it and you can if you if you know I'm going to take on the role one day you're going to take it on mm-hmm. the next but then I'm sure but they had their moments of like hey you just want to go get a beer and have a you know like they didn't have those emotional I mean I don't know them but like I'm sure they didn't yeah. have every time since they saw each other so much and like experienced yeah. so much with each other they weren't just like it's they it wasn't like the thing where they were always talking about their feelings and like they felt like oh i'm i care about you more than you care about me i don't think anything like that would have happened mm-hmm. it's the it's the friendships that you don't see each other every now like you, ever, you see each other every now and then you don't see each other every day and you're you're like oh i really like this person i want them to be around more and then you open up a door and then they take advantage of that that door that you open into like vulnerability or things right. that, and then it's only one sided so like when one person is always coming to you and you have nothing like you don't go to them for problems like As i have much, i yeah. have family i have other friends i have other avenues to like release my anxieties and release my own in, own like problems and in uh issues but it's like that one person is like always looking to you like they have other friends too but they're not doing that with their friends they're only doing it to you that's yeah. where the codependency comes in where it's it actually is unhealthy it's like when it's only one sided you know here's okay yeah, yeah i feel, i feel that i feel that here's another little question so do you think that it's the responsibility of the person feeling, you know, all the negative backlash of this codependent relationship? So person A always comes to person B for every problem that they've had. Yep. And it's very one-sided. Is it the responsibility of person B to to draw that line in the sand and be like, hey, this is way too much? Or is it the responsibility of person A to just be like, to self-realize that, oh, man, I'm putting way too much into this. Like, I need to give them, you know, a little breathing room. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I will say person B needs to say it for sure. Like, they need to be the one that sets the boundary. But person mm-hmm. A, you have to realize, is probably unaware of that they're doing that. Like, yeah. they don't They don't even – I don't even think it's like a – they – they just go it's in not their a, head, it's oh, not it's a, a conscious de- It's not a conscious decision most of the time. You most know, of the there, time, yeah. There are those people that are like, all right, this is my fucking, <laughs> this is my dumpster, my feelings dumpster. I'm going to put everything into them because they've just let me do it. So, yep. you know, up to this point. Like, I agree that, um, yeah, I agree that it, I think it kind of falls on person A or person B too to really, like, Obviously, both need to define what this relationship is, what this friendship is. For sure. And, you know, I, I heard the saying, you know, it's like um, more so towards romantic relationships. But, like, not every relationship is going to be 50-50. You know, sometimes it's going to be 70-30. Sometimes it's going to be 65-40, 65-35. You know, couldn't do basic math really quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... And I think that applies to friendships as well, where it's not always going to be, okay, Monday and Tuesday are my day to vent, Wednesday, Thursday are your days to vent. Like, it's not always going to be a very split down the middle friendship. Yeah. You know, every once it, the other person is going to have to take on a little bit more um, to maintain that relationship. But I just don't know who needs to do it first. I don't know who needs to establish that 
Like, would you say it's, there's like, like a, after six months of being friends, you need to, you know, get together in a in a meeting room somewhere and feel like, all right, let's let's discuss the terms and conditions of this friendship. Like, does there need to be a contract written out? Yeah, there's like a lawyer sitting to the side. Yeah, like, exactly. No, I don't. I don't know if it's like if it's necessary. It doesn't definitely definitely doesn't need to be that dramatic. But I definitely I've been in this. I've been in this where you. It, it is like if I'm a person that is needing to set the boundary of like, okay, this person's coming to me. This is the only thing we talk about. It's exhausting. I actually don't like it, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. I'm here for you. I want to hear about your problems. But every time we hang out, no. Um, it's like I am I, – when I say I'm independent, I think I take a long time to process information. And it takes me a while to like build up a real realization of what's going on and how I'm acting, mm-hmm. how I reacted, how everyone is feeling. And and it takes me a while to process that. So I don't go to people every time I'm feeling that initial like jump of feelings. I don't go to that person and be like, "Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what happened." Yeah. I like it takes me a while. So like, there's a long time where I'm just I'm just chilling. I'm just a friend. Like we just drinking. We're hanging out. We're doing whatever. Like we're you know playing music. Like great. We're having fun. But it's the it's if that was person starts getting a little bit more too comfortable of like that or. or too comfortable expressing their feelings to you um, in a way where it's getting exhausting. It is on the person who is feeling exhausted to tell that person, hey, you come to me about like pretty much every day about your problems. You don't have like these issues that you're talking about. I don't think they're as dramatic as you're saying it, but I think we need to set boundaries on our friendship. to So I don't feel like I'm going to be like, it's like I don't want to cut this line because it's going to be easier for me to do that because I'm just like, okay, I'm just cutting off someone venting to me. And then like that, that's what that friendship turned into. So it's like easy mm-hmm. for that person to let go. And the other person is like, oh, I just lost everything in this friendship. Like this person was someone I could confine in, this someone's I had good times with. It's like detrimental to that. So it's like, don't, I don't want to cut it oh, off. You cut off for a little bit. Oh, 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 we good? We good? Yeah, we're good now. We're good now. Okay, cool. It's uh, It was like a thing where I don't want to cut off a friendship uh, but the other person, like, it's, you're going to cut their lifeline out. It's like what that feels like. It's like I'm going to cut. I'm like we're going to like – and it's it's detrimental to that other person. So yeah. it's like, oh, have a have a healthy conversation about, hey, man, you're bringing up a lot of things. Every time we hang out, it's really negative. And I don't – like we never laugh anymore. We never do anything. Like, just like, express the way you actually feel about the friendship. Don't mm-hmm. – at least in my opinion, you can say – you can be honest, 100% be honest. But that's – like a lot of people are going to feel attacked when you say stuff like that. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know. It's like a, that conversation is going to look different for everybody, but the way I would do it in the way I have done it is let them know exactly how I feel in the situation. Like I'm feeling exhausted. You come to me about this, all this stuff. And it is my, it's my responsibility to set the boundary being like, Hey, maybe like, don't be like, Hey, you're just like being a complainer and you're clinging on to me and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's deeper issues there. Like maybe they, like they haven't had someone in their life. Maybe they have abandonment issues and like, you know, there's like just like a stack of things that could be going on in their life that you're unaware of. Um, And if you want that person around, just like, just have a conversation where it's, you know, you're just like, Hey, you're relying on me too much for this. And it's going to sound ridiculous because it's like, you're my best friend. What the fuck are you? Like, you're supposed to do that. Like you're supposed to be there for your friends. That's the way it's going to feel. And it's, but it's like, no, that's not what I mean. It's like, you are coming to me about every problem and you're looking for me for answers or just to vent or doing a thing without thinking about it for yourself before you come to me like you're just caught up in your own emotion and then you relay it to someone else you don't like take the time to internalize it do it yourself and that's where independence comes in where like i vent and i talk to my friends and i go but i have like a clear picture of kind of what's going on before i do it so they don't feel like they have to problem solve they don't have to feel like i'm just like sometimes i'm lost in like middle of nowhere and i have no idea what i'm doing but it's uh the codependency is like when you come to me all the time for your problems and you're always looking for an answer. You're always looking for me to be there for you. And it's like, where's the time that you took for yourself to think about this? That's where the codependency is. Like you have to talk. I I always, I want to relate to be like, Hey, you know, it's like put a cap on your problems. Just think about it for a little while. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about just hang out. Let's just be friends, enjoy the moment. And then, you know, just take, just take more time to think about your issues instead of just, always bringing up when they come up and i think the codependency is when you open that door 
it's like, oh, they opened that door once. I'm gonna I'm gonna step through that door every single yeah. time. And it's I'm like, moving in. Yeah, yeah, I'm moving. And yeah, and it's like I'm moving yeah. in. And it's like, yeah. well, I I only have like a pullout couch, and like I can only host <laughs> like one or one person at a time. And like, and it's like I have other people in my life that I have to also hang out. And it, it yeah. when it, dependency creeps in, it's like usually one person who is being the dependent person, like the one that's like being clingy doesn't have anything other like outside other, other outside stimulus to like help them feed that like me yeah. i have my family i have my close friends and i have like multiple avenues so like every time i go to that person it's not for every single issue it's like maybe for something really specific that i know that they have ed, like edu- like they're going to be that like, give me educated guesses on or like something they right. personally experienced and I don't know. It's like I'm open to sharing my problems with everybody, but not everybody needs to hear it because they're going to just like – some people look at you like, uh, I don't know what to say right now. So like you know, it's Man. that's where it's like it's exhausting because I've been in situations where you, if you bring up something about mental health and that's like, oh, I love this stuff. Like let's talk about it. Let's go. But then you like start – I don't know. Oh, you just keep all feeding me all yeah. these different problems. It's like that's not I don't not – I don't know how to handle this. Like now it sounds like you need to – go talk to someone who's really educated on this. And and it, that's where it just it gets exhausting because it's like, uh, I, I feel that, like you're just depending on it, you know? Way too much. That brings way up too the much. thought that, like, the idea that everyone has such a... So friendship is such a basic term that we all have a general idea of what it is. but And so we think everyone's just on the same page about it all the time from the get-go. Like, my mm-hmm. definition of what a friend should be is automatically your definition of what a friend should be. Mm-hmm. Man, like, we just have such varying ideas about what a friend is there for and what a friend does and yeah. how much responsibility a friend has over you. Like, it's immediately, yes. like, if I consider you a friend, you have my back no matter what. We are never wrong in each other's eyes. You know how many people I know that have that view? Yeah. Like... <laughs> And hey, that's true to them. If they find people like minded, you got friends for life, apparently. Like, <laughs> like, my personal idea of a friend is like, hey, man, like, don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to hear. Like, if I'm being a shithead, let me know. Like, that's how I know you really care for me. It's not just if I do something stupid, like, you immediately back me up without knowing anything about it, you know? Yeah. 100%. Um, man, I'm thinking, so, like, <laughs> that's just a random little, little yeah. thought. I distinctly remember um, one of my ex-girlfriends, her her best friend was just so, like, when, you, when we said codependent friends, this is, like, the immediate thought I had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was this person who literally could not do anything without the other person, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the point where she felt threatened if, by any other relationship friend or me that was involved in this person's life like for couples holidays for fucking valentine's day i would be out i would she would try and outdo me on a valentine's day gift when she has like her own boyfriend to worry about yeah you know what i mean no i like, know 100 percent. yep and like she would do all these just gestures be like i am number one i am the number one relationship in this in your life which you know Hey, that turned out to be kind of true in a way, but like <laughs> she's, she's there still. I'm really not, but like I who knows maybe that I don't know, but like it, it's oh I would see it I would see it from like three weeks after meeting her I was just like oh that's just how this person is like, yeah prove me wrong please but like until you do otherwise like you need to get a grip and yep. like I'm there for you I'll be. I'll be your friend if you need, but like, give this person some space, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, well, man. yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but I <laughs> but again, that goes into my definition. Like, who knows? Maybe my ex girlfriend. Like, this was the type of best friend she needed. This is the type of best friend she wanted. Mm-hmm. She needed that feeling of being needed. Maybe I don't know, but like, it's just from the outside looking into the situation where I didn't have a horse in the race, but like, I still was just kind of oh my. My my view on what a friend is was very different from what theirs was, and so I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend how that relationship worked. 
And For sure. Maybe it wasn't codependent to them. Maybe it was just, oh yeah, we're just really good friends. Like this is just what we do. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. When and when you meet people like that, it like you're if you meet people that are like like that, acting like that, they're just and they're threatened by other people's relationships and like when they're trying to be friends with somebody it just it mm-hmm. comes from like a false sense of responsibility of a friendship a lot of people think that you should be is re- a friend you are responsible for a b and c in a friendship mm-hmm. and for me i'm responsible for a b and c but for like i don't know how to describe it for oh, a handful of people right and yeah. so sometimes that sense of responsibility like it comes out when it's needed, right? Like you were saying, like, or we were saying, like, it, when my friend needs me, I'm there for them. And, like, but I think people just put too much responsibility on friendships where a friend is not, like, it's not your life partner. It's not your wife. It's not your husband. It's not your, it's not your, your life partner or any, any sense of yeah. that word. It's not that, it's not your day one. They could be your best friends and they can be your ride or dies, but a friend is someone, it, I don't know how to describe it. Like people just put too much responsibility and like pressure on other people's friendships. Yeah. And it just, that's where codependency comes on where one person it's like, and it's like this, it's exactly what you were talking about. I, I remember I had, I asked, I also had an ex-girlfriend who she, I became, I, I like, I had a lot of friends or a lot of acquaintances in college yeah. and Anytime that I was like going through stuff or, or like she was going through stuff, sorry, if anytime she was going through stuff, she would always come to me and blah, 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 and like that was great. I was there for her. That's what I, you know, I'm, I'm, I know the responsibility in a relationship where yeah. I'm, I step up to the plate for this one. But it became a thing where now when my friends would come to me, she was threatened by those relationships because I would also help my friends out to the same mm-hmm. extent that I would help her out. And she got threatened because she was like, oh, like, you're there for me. You're like, you're not supposed to. And I'm like, well, I am there for you. And like, but you're creating like this false sense of responsibility for me to be there for you 100%. It's not this, I'm I'm in a, you know, my mindset's 50-50 in a relationship. I know it's not always going to be that way, Mm -hmm. but I think it's, you got to let other people like have the reason like mo- I think it's really healthy to always have like if you're in a relationship a uh, romantic relationship to have friends is because you don't like any any person that stays around one person for too long they're going to end up hating them 100%. Like doesn't yeah. matter if you love them to death like if you see them every day you talk to them about everything you do everything together you're going to eventually going to burn out. It's like, "Oh shit, honeymoon phase is over. I need other things in my life." And then when that happens, that other person is like Oh, like you're responsible for me. You're and like you start. I don't know. It's like a maybe. Uh, I don't know how to describe it in this way. Oh but no, it's uh. Oh no, I had I had a girlfriend that like literally could not have fun unless I was like if I wasn't around to supply the activity or supply the. If I didn't say hey come out with me, she would not go out at all. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, even if other people would invite her out, it's like oh no, I can't because. Jordan's not there. You know, like, everything was centered around the only way she would do things was if I was doing them with her. Exactly. And if I didn't do those things with her, it would just be, oh, God, that was a <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, yeah, I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that if you have that, that moment where you go and it's like you're, you know, you have a group of friends that she's not really associated with, goes, hey, Jordan, like, come over, hang out with us tonight. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's like this situation where you – you know that if you invited her, it would just be kind of weird for her. Like you don't like you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't really know these people. I'm just here to have a beer and like hang out with some friends and say hey, and I'm gonna be in and out or whatever the case in. But since she feels threatened because yeah. she's not invited, your and attention you're not... is not 100 percent on them. Yeah, which in turn forces your attention 100 percent on them. <laughs> Because yes. you're constantly like just double checking over. It's like, are you comfortable? Is this fine? Is this good? It's like, is it? Is yeah. Good. And you can't focus on the good time that you were originally supposed to have. Yep. And it's like I would. Oh, for me, I want the other person to like, like if I, like when I was dating that girl, like if I she had friends that invited her to go out and do stuff, I'd be like always encouraged. I'd be like, yeah, like go have fun with your friends. Like go live yeah. life. Like I am only here for like. You know, I'm not. I'm a big part of your life, but I don't want to be everything. I'm and not the only part of your life. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like, and it was it was such a hard. I didn't know how to say it nicely. It's like, hey, you are like, 
when I say it, it's like a metaphor, you are my everything. Okay, that's a metaphor to being like, I just love you a lot. And then, but you're not my everything. I have everything on my left side lined up. You're on my right. Like you're a huge part mm-hmm. of it. I care about it. I want to be there for it, support it, be responsible for things I need to be responsible for. But I also have other obligations and other responsibilities yeah. that I need to handle in my life. So when those things come up, I need you to be comfortable in our relationship to be like, he needs to step out and not, not like physically, mentally or anything like that. It's just like, oh, he's, he's going to go hang out with his friends because he has a life as well. And like, I don't need to bring any, cause like, I'm not, I am everything, but I'm not everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, oh, if you, my responsibility isn't 100% solely to you, I have other people in my life I need to care about and like want to care about and like want yeah. to keep those relationships healthy and grow, like just like I am with you. And the way I view it, <laughs> the way I view it, it's like, yeah, you're the most important thing in my life, but you're not the only thing in my life. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 100%. Like, but people are like, oh, you're the most important thing in my life, meaning I, you are the center of my universe. Everything I do must be about you, or else it'll be completely out of orbit. You know? Like, yeah, it's like it's like the guy who like you go, hey much. man, it's like hey you, hey man, you want to go get a beer? And they're like, oh, let me go ask the old ball and chain. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, why are you? Why do you have to go ask your person to like go? Hang out with me? That just seems weird. Like, yeah. I get, I don't know. That just like where it's, it's like you're asking permission. It's like no, I maybe that's a different, maybe that's a different thing than codependency, but. Uh, I just I get weirded out when thing like you have other relationships in your life, especially because yeah. like now now we're getting older and I'm single. So anyone that I meet now, I have 25 years of history with friends and people in my life mm-hmm. that I'm gonna keep up with. I'm not like gonna drop everything and I've built up for 25 years to be with someone that's just like oh, all my attention and focus and responsibilities here. Like I'm here for it. I want to I want to grow with you and do that thing. But yeah, <laughs> I don't. The older you get, it's a more. I think it's more of a. I think it's more of a maturity thing. I know a lot of these things are like when you get older, you make a lot of realizations, um, just based on being older and like you're. Right. But I, you know, when you're young, you don't have responsibilities, and you are threatened by other people because the responsibilities that you hold as a friend, it's like, it's like a, it's like this. It's like okay, I have a girlfriend, and then I have a friend that's a. A good friend of mine that just so happens to be female and comes to me and it's like, hey, mm-hmm. can we go get lunch? I need to talk to you about something. It's like, cool, yeah, absolutely. Let's go get lunch. That other person's like, oh, he's putting his emotional responsibility on another girl and on another, like another person. Like, uh, like what is – like they're taking that energy for, like away from me and putting it to somebody else. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's detrimental to me. Like, And it's like that, – and that comes from insecurity. That comes from uh, – and I think – but like being, being like knowing that you're codependent breaks like your anxieties of it being like oh i do rely on that person too much or like i do put too much pressure on them to like make me happy and do this like i think Mm -hmm. when you make that realization you get so you find a peace and you find a comfort of them having other relationships in their life right like i think it's like oh i am i he's gonna he's if you're my person i'm gonna tell you a lot pretty much everything but i'm not gonna put the i'm not gonna put the responsibility to help me or fix it or just on every issue I bring to you. I'm just yeah. like, so most of the time it's just going to be like, Hey, this happened. And like, I feel weird about it. And then I want you to respond like, Oh, I'm very sorry about them. Sorry to hear that. I'm here for you when you need it. And it's like, Oh, yeah. the responsibility is not on you to fix this. It's, I have other people in my life and other relationships. That's why it's, it scares me when people don't have, um, friends and, uh, people that they, at least can talk to you other than you, like when you're in a relationship and they don't have much going on in their life. And that's, that's yeah. not a, that's not an issue. Like I, it just scares me. It's like a, something I, I take into consideration because I'm like, okay, you don't have the, the, uh, the resources that I have to like vent mm-hmm. my problems and like be, to be, to help be healthy in this relationship. I have other ways I can manage my emotions to help yeah. me be healthy in this relationship. If you don't, I'm going to become like, it scares me because I feel like you're going to put me on the pedestal to like, okay, now this, I have one person in my life and that's that way I'm going to deal with everything. And it's, yeah, <laughs> it just, it's not, it's just scary. It's just like a, oh shit. Yeah. But you'll meet people, you'll meet people who are like, not, not loners. I don't want to say that, but like lone wolves. Like yeah. they don't have many friends. They have a handful of like good friends. They have family or whatever, but they're like a lone, like a lone wolf. Like they, they have responsibility over their own emotions. They like are one hundred percent secure in themselves. I mean, I mean not one hundred percent, but you know what I mean. They're just like an entity where they breed maturity. They breed uh, just I can handle things that come my way, and I don't need people mm-hmm. to uh, 
uh, I don't need to like look to other people to solve this. And, uh, and that's great. Cause that's where in, like, if you're an independent person and I've, and you yeah. can t- honestly see that it's like when it's, if someone vents to you and they're like, Hey, this happened and you start trying to like problem solve a little bit and they go, Hey, I'm not in the problem solving mood. I got this. It's like, yeah. I, it's like, Oh shit, you're right. I, you know what? I don't need to, I put that responsibility on myself because of my own anxiety mm-hmm. of like feeling like I need to help you. And then someone's like, Hey, no, like I got it. Like, I just wanted to tell you, it's like, Oh, okay. Like cool. that's where Sweet. that's how, that's what friendship means to me. It's like, Oh no, like you can talk to me about all your problems, but don't put the responsibility on me to solve all your problems, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. like, Oh, you can man. share your, share your feelings with me, but don't assign your feelings to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, that's so, that's such a good way to <laughs> say that. Don't assign your feelings. That's such a yeah. great way. Like I'm going to, fail that test every single time (laughs) Uh, and not every time but yeah it's just like it's uh yeah it's it's the emotional responsibility and i think it's like i when you're when i open that door and this is where like remember i was talking about that person that always came to me about the problems and it just started to be like a therapy session every time we hung out i honestly was stressing myself out because i was putting the emotional responsibility to Mm -hmm. solve it and be there for that person instead of saying hey I can't do this for you. Like, I'm not right. the person to help this. Like, I was, like, trying to people please a little bit, and it ended up hurting both of us. Like, it, 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 like if you don't voice these feelings out, you end up just, like, going down a road, and then it breaks this tension a lot later, and it just hurts way more. And it's <laughs> – I don't know. You just – I – a lot of people feel like they have to, in a friendship, be there for their friends. And I say – and it sounds cynical, but you don't. You don't always have to be there for your friends. And when I say that, I mean if they need you and they need you to step up to the plate and you love them and care about them, 100% be that person. But if they come into you all the time about certain issues and you have no experience, uh, you have no uh, like things that you can say or things you can help out any way you can, you're just in a pit yourself, Like, don't mm-hmm. put their emotion – uh, pro- or their problems on you. You're not responsible for that. Like 100%, you're only responsible for yourself no matter what. Like even in any relationship, you're responsible for yourself first. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's when you get to that point where you let, like I was people pleasing. I wanted them to think I was there for them. I wanted them to think I was going to be a good yeah. friend. And then it just got too far. And it's I was way like, too much. Oh, man. Way too like, fast, man. And then, yeah, you say something where you're like, you always vent me about your problems. I don't know how to deal with it. And they're like, what are you talking about? I've been doing this for the last, you know, however long of our friendship. This is like, this is our friendship. And it's like, what oh, we do. like, it's like, that's not, oh, I let, just let it get uh, too exactly. far because of my own anxieties of like wanting to help people and like be there. Yeah. But it, that becomes independent too. Cause like, if you can look at someone and say, hey, I, I'm sorry you can handle that. Or I'm sorry you can't handle, like, I'm sorry you're going through something, but I'm sure you got it, bud. Like, you'll handle it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, turn the coin and, like, never, like, if you're in a situation where you can't be there for somebody, like. Mm-hmm. At least reassure them. At least reassure, yeah, it. like, reassure yeah. them. And, and, like, you know, help out. Be like, hey, I have a friend that you could talk to. Or I have, like, you know, you, there's multiple avenues you can honestly yeah. help others instead of just, like, real, being like, I am responsible for this person's feelings because yeah. you're not. You're, they're responsible for their feelings, and that's that's it. That's it. Help no matter where what. You can, but like, <laughs> help where you can, but not be Help where you can, to do but, so, yeah, so. you're – because you're, yeah, you you end up developing your own, like you're 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 creating your own torment at that moment if you're just yeah. people pleasing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just you're, uh, and that's and that, but I think that it's a hard conversation to have because it's not easy. Because you know when someone's like when you go to someone and say, hey, you don't know how to handle your emotions and you're just relying on everyone else to fix it for you. Like that's not that's a hard thing to say to somebody. You know, like yeah, it's. The, the realization of having that conversation is that you possibly could lose a friend, you know? And it's like, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I, now I'm in a position where I don't care in the sense I do, like I care, but like, I just don't like we're, we're getting to the point where if I tell you how I honestly feel and you respond in such a, you can respond negatively. Cause like sometimes yeah. it doesn't come off right. And sometimes it needs clarity needs to be set in before mm-hmm. 
things happen. But if I tell you, hey, you're putting too much emotional responsibility on me to solve your problems, and you take that like, oh, you're not there for me, and you're like, blah, 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 and you have no idea why. Like, you're not even asking why yeah. I said that. You're not asking, like, you don't want to dive into being like, oh, do I actually do that? Do Am I, like, actually relying on this person or blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. it's like you don't even think about it because it's subconsciously you've deflected your feelings on people your whole life, and then to take responsibility is – it's not on your shoulders anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, oh, the sense of responsibility is not, it's not my obligation anymore. And it's like, it's all subconscious, you know? And, yeah. But that, you know, when I, I was growing up, I'm the youngest of three. And a lot of the time I had to just figure things out by myself. I had just had to like, I had older brother and sister that were doing their own thing. And they didn't give, uh, when I say this, they love me and they didn't let me dear me. But like, a, like in our childhood, they didn't give a shit about me. So like, you know. <laughs> as, was siblings. Just, as siblings. And as siblings. And and I just had to figure out a lot by myself. And then when I got – I didn't have like a solid, solid group of friends until like maybe late high school and then definitely in college. So yeah. I, when I came to friends, I just already had built that foundation of I'm going to solve my own problems. I'm going to handle it. I'm going to go to the way I think about it. I can always, I can always like use resources that I have such as friendships and uh, and um, things that I – you know, things that will help but – I, the emotional responsibility was always on myself. Yeah. So like, and then, but like, you know, I get clouded sometimes. We were talking about like, I do, sometimes there's moments where I am too codependent and I am pushing and projecting my feelings onto my friends and expecting them to help. And it's like, oh shit, like I shouldn't do that because <laughs> they're not responsible for anything that, yeah, sometimes like unless they're the ones causing <laughs> the problems, you know, like there is a sense yeah, of responsibility. Yeah. If you're talking about a personal issue between you and that person, yes, there is some sense of responsibility you need to take. But I, uh, but if they're just coming to you about like, something that happened like it's like a i have a I have several friends and relationships and if they come to me about a relationship problem and i can always help out can be there for them but i'm i'm honestly not in a relationship i don't like a romantic one i don't have um things like i that i can really like vouch for you or i can't like i'm not mm-hmm. going to go against you and i'm i'm here to hear it out but i'm not going to put any emotional responsibility to solve your relationship issues cuz that's not that's not my problem it is like it's like as a friend, I'm there to for an you, extent, but it's, to an to extent, an extent yeah. but it's not my problem. Like <laughs> I could just that's fair, you know. It sounds like this guy, this conversation sounds really harsh sometimes. Like, <laughs> like, it's I not, love like, okay. <laughs> I love that you said these conversations are hard because they're not easy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> exactly. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm such an idiot, bro. <laughs> These conversations aren't hard because they're not easy, man. Like, it's... <laughs> I can't believe I said that. I didn't even know. Bro, that's so funny. That's so funny. Wow. Um, what, that's, that's like... That, that's like he has that's such like a way uh... with words. <laughs> Meep. <laughs> that's like when Allison... Allison, she, like, tried these, like, cookies one time. And she's like, ugh. She's like, you know what? I know why those those cookies tasted bad. It was because of the flavor. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, <laughs> bro. That's just like she said that eight months ago, and that's just still. I hit her with that like once a week. But like, <laughs> oh my god, I would make up every variation I could. Oh, yeah. of that statement oh, yeah. to like make like pick on her. <laughs> just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I know why it's going so quick. It's because it's fast. Yeah, it's some it's shit fast. like this. <laughs> oh man. Well, but I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a great fun. place. A great place oh, to stop. End um, on a laugh. End on a laugh. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, you can follow us at Almost Cool Pod. You can follow Hooter at Jordan Hooter underscore. You can follow me at Creation underscore of Martin. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you just need a vent, you want to say hey, just reach out to almostcoolpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, and we'll be back next week for another uh, Juicy Topics. And I want to thank uh, Piper again for giving us this topic yeah. uh, this Hell week. Yeah, bro. <laughs> love so, you, man. Love you too, brother. Have a, good, uh, have a good rest of your day, man. You too. See you later, everybody. Sayonara. 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 <laughs>